2: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're one day away from Independence Day. It's July 3rd. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. I want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And quick note about the Locked On Thunder podcast, unless there is some really Earth-shattering news on July 4th, we're going to take the day off. And by earth-shattering, it would have to do with Carmelo Anthony no longer being a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder or even, like, I'll even go so far as to say if the Thunder come back and make just some sort of announcement that Carmelo is going to be on the team and we can all quit asking for him to be traded. If one of those two things happens... Then we'll do a podcast or if there is some sort of deal where I'm talking like a big name free agent gets signed, which I don't think that's going to be the case now, then we will jump on and do a podcast for you. But all plans right now are to take the day off on July 4th, relax with the family and I hope that's what you're doing too, uh, no matter where you are in the world and whether or not you celebrate America's Independence Day or not, I just wish you to be happy healthy, and safe. And here's what's coming up on today's podcast. We'll talk about the New Orleans Noel signing. Uh, We'll tell you up front that it didn't really thrill me. There was somebody else I wanted, but it seems low risk, high reward for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And same deal for New Orleans Noel. Kind of one of these deals that worked out for, for both parties involved. But there's still somebody else I really coveted. And the DeMarcus Cousins signing at Golden State. Really submitted how I feel and who I thought the Thunder should have gone after. And it was really funny on Twitter last night. A lot of high fives about New Noel. Everybody seemed really excited about it. And then the DeMarcus Cousins signing got announced and everybody was back to screw GSW. Damn it, why did we go get New Noel? Was there somebody else we could have gotten? It all played out. Just the range of emotions. And a matter of hours on Twitter was... A whole lot of fun to watch. We get into that in segment number one. In segment number two, we've got to talk about the real problem with Golden State. And it's not that they went out and signed to Marcus Cousins. And it's not that they're trying to win every single NBA championship from now until the league shuts down. There's a much bigger issue that Golden State is causing, and it's not so much problems for us as fans, it's more problems for owners, it's more problems for GMs, and there's a definite Thunder tie into to it here. So we'll get into that, plus we'll talk about all the crazy that's being signed at the Los Angeles Lakers and why the Thunder need to be motivated by all the Laker talk, and then we wrap things up. Looking at where the Thunder are compared to where they were two years ago on July 4th. How much things have changed, but ultimately, where are the Thunder at this moment? My name's Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I've covered the Thunder for five years. I also work for Thunder Digest, and those guys get major props. Major, major props for being all over the Paul George story and the party that was going on. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can go see my handiwork at lockedonthunder.com. Interviews with players and coaches and front office members, as well as all our podcasts archived. It's lockedonthunder.com and lockedonsports.com for all the podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so yesterday, Nerland's Noel signs with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yay. This did absolutely nothing for me and the DeMarcus Cousins signing hammered home that in my opinion, my opinion, that it should have been Brooke Lopez. And maybe the Thunder did talk with Brooke Lopez. I haven't seen anything that says that they did or didn't. Maybe they didn't have any interest in this guy at all. Maybe it's just the money situation and we all know how strapped the Thunder are and where they are at this point in the luxury tax and what they can do and what they can't do. And maybe it just didn't come to fruition. But signing Nerlens Noel doesn't help you compete with Golden State, especially since DeMarcus Cousins has just added another guy who can go out from beyond the arc and sink it. And today I was looking at some tweets that I was getting from some people, and I want to give Dustin, uh, who's a big OU fan, I want to give Dustin a um, big shout-out for uh, tweeting Eric Horn and I and talking about Carmelo Anthony and his thought, like a lot of you, is that Carmelo Anthony is gone. That the Thunder are just going to shove Carmelo Anthony off and all these moves that they're making now hammer home that they're either going to stretch Carmelo Anthony or trade him or do something with him. I don't agree with that opinion. And at this point, Carmelo Anthony, you have to keep him around because you don't have enough three-point shooting on this team not to compete with Golden State. Alex Sabrinas was inconsistent. Jeremy Grant has the ability... But if you look at his numbers last year, was not a particularly great three-point shooter. Carmelo Anthony last year had a season that was his worst ever, number-wise. But, historically, he's a very good three-point shooter. Patrick Patterson, it took him forever to get going from beyond the three-point line last year. Raymond Felton could hit some. But it wasn't enough, and maybe it's just a matter of these guys needing to be in the system one more year for some of these other guys to get going. But right now, if you look, all right, let's just take a look at the starting five right now without Carmelo Anthony. And here's what you will have. Let's just say Carmelo Anthony's gone. You're going to have Russ at the one, Andre Robertson coming back, he'll start at the two, Paul will be at the three, Jeremy Grant will be at the four, and Steven Adams at your five. Gives you one guy. One guy at this point that you can rely on from beyond the arc. Go to the bench. How comfortable are you if you're Billy Donovan or Sam Presti about Patrick Patterson's ability to be good off the bench from beyond the arc? And, you, and we all know what Billy Donovan... Let's say we all know. Let's refresh the memory. What does Billy Donovan think about Alex Abritas? It seems like Alex Abritas was in the doghouse the entire year. And Alex Abrita's never lived up to expectations. So that right now, if you're Sam Presti, yes, he cost you too much. Yes, there are other guys out there on the market that maybe you could go get as a bench player. I don't know how excited you would be as a Thunder fan. I was, looking. Tyreek Evans is still out there. Uh, there were some other guys I, I, I was looking at that, that the Thunder could get. That could give you some three-point shooting, but... In the arms race, the Thunder are seriously behind these guys. And even with Carmelo Anthony, you're probably not going to win a championship. So I think that that right there, me telling you that, if you're in the get-rid-of-Carmelo-Anthony camp, that only gives you more ammo for your argument. But I have to think he's staying. Because it's just a necessity. That's why the New Orleans Noel thing, really, I, I've, I've got to scratch my head with the New Orleans Noel thing. One, this guy who hasn't lived up to potential at all in his NBA career. He's been hurt. He was buried on the Dallas Mavericks bench when he got traded and and either the Mavericks didn't know how to use him or he just didn't react well in that system, but for whatever reason, he was a miss and he was a miss in Dallas. And the Thunder who always claim that they value three-point shooting you don't get that with Nerlens Noel. He's not that center like a DeMarcus Cousins, like a Brooke Lopez, like they're eventually hoping Steven Adams can be, that is going to give you that threat from three. I guess you sign him because Nerlens Noel is looking for redemption and it's not going to cost you that much. And it's what, one year with a one year option or something like that, two years with an option? Low risk. You're hopefully it's high reward. But in the end, right now, at least right now, for Ju- for July 3rd, 2018, I don't see what this signing gets you other than a guy to back up Steven Adams and give you some minutes when he's on the bench or come in and play on those times that Steven Adams gets in foul trouble. I hope it works out great. I wish nothing but the best for New Orleans Noel. He's a guy I liked at Kentucky. I had high hopes for him when he came in the NBA, and I certainly wish no ill will on the guy. Just not... She's not very sexy for me. Brooke Lopez, I'd have been doing backflips today had that guy signed. But the Thunder desperately need three-point shooting. They also desperately need a point guard, which I have to think the longer this stretches out, you're going to re-sign Raymond Felton. Now, there are other point guards out there you can get. I don't think they're going to spend the money on a guy like Isaiah Thomas, but that's a hole that needs to be filled and needs some veteran leadership. And I am also in this mindset right now where I'm ready to just get the Thunder roster set And all these veterans go out to Los Angeles with Paul George and Russell Westbrook and start now working on their game to get ready for the upcoming season considering what the competition they're going to face is. Because Golden State just completely added to their arsenal. Houston still has a move to make. And boy, do they have to sign Clint Capella now. The Lakers are adding... Their mix and what is going to be an interesting puzzle to see how all those pieces fit together from a chemistry standpoint. And then you've got the Utah Jazz, who were really good last year and knocked you out of the playoffs. So the Thunder, while I think they are going to be better, and I do not, look, I do not agree with people who say the Thunder aren't any better than what they were last year. Time and experience playing with each other, okay, strike that risk. Time, experience, and playing together, I think, ultimately helped this Oklahoma City Thunder team get better. And I'm still saying now, I don't see them any worse than fourth in the West, and I think they're going to end up third. Maybe I'm wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong. You know that. But that's where I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be when we are talking in April of next season. Or April of this upcoming season. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your gracious and humble host. And coming up next, what is the biggest problem with the Golden State Warriors? And it's not the fact that they are ruining basketball, because they're not. But they are ruining the party for some very important people. And I'll tell you who that is coming up next.
2: part of the Locked
0: On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I'm Eric G. I want to wish you a happy 4th of July if you are, well, I'm assuming that you've listened to the beginning of the podcast. Sorry, it's that radio background. I just always assume that people may come in during the second or third segment. <laughs> I forget, you can pause, you can rewind. I I even say that to you. You, you, can, you can listen to this podcast however you choose. You can listen whatever day you choose. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I do want to wish you a happy 4th of July and just say again, we are at this point planning to take the day off tomorrow unless we get some just big-time, earth-shattering news for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that generally would concern... Something about Carmelo Anthony's future. And as of 9.34 Central time, Carmelo Anthony is still a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. DeMarcus Cousins signs last night with the Golden State Warriors. Love the move. Hate the move. Don't know how to compete with the move. It's that simple. I love it because it's so shrewd. It was such a smart move for Golden State. And you talk about low risk, high reward. Look at what they're paying him now. And I'm not buying that 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 DeMarcus Cousins didn't have any other offers or there weren't other teams talking to him. As soon as Golden State came and offered your DeMarcus Cousins, you've got no choice but to sign. I mean, I guess you could go back to New Orleans if you wanted to, but this gives you an opportunity to win a championship and prove every single one of your critics wrong that you know how to fit into a system with a team and be a very valuable part of it. And as we've said so many times on this podcast, uh, Clay Thompson, the tweet, hey, welcome, you know, welcome the fourth splash, brother, because that's a, it's one he gives him again. I mean, good luck keeping up with these guys from beyond the arc. They'll just trade three for two every single time down the court and everybody's screwed. A lot of people are saying that Golden State is ruining basketball. And it is a lot of people. Like Mike Greenberg. I I always refer to that show. I love the show Get Up. But it's beyond him. I I saw that in Twitter last night. Um, My good friend Richie Witt talked about how that was the most important signing of the NBA offseason. And I agree with him that it's even more important than LeBron James signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Because it just further cements Golden State's spot in the nba hierarchy which is right at the top and pretty much gives them the championship golden state isn't ruining basketball because golden state is doing right by their fans golden state is doing right by their organization and all an organization really is ever obligated to do is win and be self-serving that's it that's and that's exactly what Golden State's doing in fact we want nothing more than the Oklahoma City Thunder to operate that way and that's that's where the real problem comes in it's not for us as fans because as fans everybody wants a dynasty and and the only time we don't want a dynasty is when it's not our team and our team doesn't have a chance to compete with that dynasty but it puts a lot of unrealistic pressure on GMs and owners around the league because the fact of the matter is at any one time really only two maybe three organizations can do what the Warriors are doing now and when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder the Thunder were kind of operating that way they had intended to operate that way when they drafted Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and James Harden. And yes, they did trade James Harden. But the Thunder had the same kind of plan that Golden State is executing now, which is draft, build it from within, and then add a few key parts. Now, with the Thunder, you may not have seen a a guy like DeMarcus Cousins come along as one of those parts, or a guy the caliber of Kevin Durant, which you already had, but some other big-name free agent. You may have just seen key pieces here and there to make them better. And we all would have been fine with that if Kevin Durant stayed and the Thunder continued to win and had a shot to win championships, but he didn't. So Golden State doesn't have to apologize to us. They don't have to apologize to the NBA. They don't owe me anything. It sucks. It it, it sucks that it's them and not Oklahoma City, but I, I really can't hate them. I really can't hate on them for that. Um, I do hate Golden State. I'm so sick of seeing them win, but... I got to tip my hat. And and I guess as a Yankee fan, I kind of now know how, how everybody felt in Kansas City. I think that's the other thing that we have to remember as fans is not all organizations can operate the same way. And and that was one of the frustrations in baseball for so long is you'd see the Yankees go out and sign all these big-name free agents and the folks in Kansas City knew their team couldn't do that because of the the structure and no salary cap in Major League Baseball and... The Yankees were allowed to spin and spin and spin. You had to develop it from within. And I think that's the one misguided thing that I do hear from some people, not all, but some, is that, well, if they do it, why isn't this team do it? Well, maybe they can't. And maybe that's not the owner's goal. Maybe the owner's goal is to just put a competitive product on the floor and make money. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that as a business model, but unfortunately... It doesn't make you very popular with the fans because fans want championships. The Los Angeles Lakers signing Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee. Uh, you still have Lavar Ball hanging out there in the ether with his son Lonzo. It's a lot of crazy on one team. And this is why I like Oklahoma City better than I like the Los Angeles Lakers. Not only is there a lot of crazy, and somehow I think all that crazy will get quieted down because you have LeBron James and he will be in control. And magic will ride hurt on these guys. And if Kobe Bryant needs to step in, he's only a phone call away. And and the, the players respect him enough that they will do ultimately what he says. But everybody's going to the Lakers, A, because they want to be a Laker, and B, they want to win. So I, I do expect them to fall in line. But I do believe that there's also going to be issues that the Lakers had, or that the Thunder had last year, that you'll see the Lakers have this year. And that is just trying to get everybody on the same page. Just trying to get everybody to figure out what their role is. And the only question I have is, do they figure it out sooner than what the Thunder did? And the Thunder really didn't figure it out last year. So you have to wonder, will the Lakers figure it out at all? And LeBron James may put this team on his back, and the best team may take him to is a 6th, 7th, or 8th seed. Because they just can't do it. They've got a talent that's much better than the eight seed. But there's still a lot to iron out. And right now, I would take the Thunder over them. And, I, and the Thunder I honestly should be ticked off that more people are talking about the Lakers and the Lakers having a chance for success than the Thunder do. The Thunder should honestly be the most motivated team in the NBA this year as far as needing to go out and prove their critics wrong. This is the Locked on Thunder Podcast. I'm Eric G. We wrap things up looking at two years ago and now. Just where exactly are the Thunders since Kevin Durant left? We talk about it here on the Locked on Thunder Podcast.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: For all the Locked On Podcasts, you can go one place. It's LockedOnSports.com. It's your one-stop shop for the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. It's local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnSports.com. Okay. Two years ago, <laughs> yeah, poor little out. Two years ago is when Kevin Durant decided that he was going to leave and go to Golden State. So where are the Thunder now two years later? The easy thing to say is that, okay, well, they've got Paul George, they're stuck with an albatross of a contract of Carmelo Anthony, and they're no better than what they were last year, or at best, they're going to be third in the NBA. That's, that's the easy thing to, to say. With the Oklahoma City Thunder, what I see from where they were two years ago is just a major shift in philosophy. And that is being forced to trade for guys who are going to go out and be on the free agent market, take some big-time risks. Because think think about this for a second. The Oklahoma City Thunder weren't that far away from being in the exact same position that the New Orleans Pelicans are in right now. You took a risk by getting Paul George, but there was no guarantee that he would come back. There certainly wasn't any guarantee that Carmelo Anthony at at his advanced age was going to be that good, and that's really turned out not good at all for Oklahoma City. Not only is Carmelo Anthony not being that good, but everybody's trying to figure out how to get rid of him, and you're stuck with a hell of a salary to pay. That's where the Thunder are. There's still what the Thunder, where the Thunder are from two years ago is an organization that is still trying to figure things out. Still trying to figure out how they can get back to the pinnacle in the NBA. And I think we all need to be cautious. We know that Paul George signed for four years. We know that Russ has signed for five. Jeremy Grant signed a long-term deal. We know Steven Adams is going to be here for a while, but I think we all need to be cautious as to when do the Thunder come to the conclusion that maybe the best they're ever going to do is second in the West and not make it to the NBA Finals. Does that conclusion ever come? I think it's fair to ask, does that conclusion ever come? And when and if that time ever comes, or I should just say if that time ever comes, what moves then do the Thunder make to start rebuilding this team? And I, for one, am probably in the minority on this, but I think a rebuilding is probably a little bit closer than maybe some of us want to admit. I'm not saying that the Thunder need to push the button now or next year, but there's going gonna, to gonna come a time where they have to. And ultimately, they may have to do it without ever winning a championship, and it may ultimately end in Russell Westbrook not retiring as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's why I, at this point, am not willing to put Russell Westbrook in the Tom Brady category of guys that are going to stick with one team their entire career. I hope he does. I would love to see Russ be that rare bird and him get the statue and the jersey retired. He's probably getting that anyway. I don't see how you can't. Guys in MVP average a triple-double in back-to-back seasons. You're certainly going to give him some big honors. But where ultimately the Thunder are going to be in the next few years, not only is it TBD, but I think maybe that time comes sooner rather than later. And as long as Golden State continues to pile up rings, it's got to not only force the Thunder to think a little differently, but also the Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Lakers, because how much longer does LeBron have left in the tank? Yeah, I know he signed a four-year deal, but is he going to be good all four of those years? Or we're going to see a situation where it's more like baseball and he becomes like Albert Pujols. There's so many questions out there in the NBA. These next few years become extremely intriguing to watch. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I thank you so much for listening today. Also, I think the podcast thing is kind of interesting. I meant to talk about this. I meant to talk about the... uh, the whole situation with podcasting i think it's interesting what i the, the podcast i recorded on sunday has more listens than the one i recorded on monday and it's still being listened to i think that's kind of cool but it's just it, it, it's weird to me. You know, I would think that people would want the more current information, but for some reason, they want to go back and listen to that one. Hey, go back and listen to them all. Listen to every single podcast that you want to. I'm certainly not going to discourage that. I thank you for doing it, but um, yeah, go ahead. Listen to Mondays. Listen to Sundays. Binge listen. Binge listen to the Locked on Thunder podcast for this 4th of July weekend. Have a happy, safe 4th of July. Remember, everybody love everybody peace love and thunder up
2: you are locked on thunder your daily oklahoma city thunder podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day A hey, prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today